Good morning, everyone. I'm Playbook co-author Ryan Lizza. It's Friday, January 12th. One week from a possible partial government shutdown and three days until the Republican presidential caucuses in Iowa, where I've been this week reporting on what we can expect next Monday night. To answer that question, I sat down with a man who knows Iowa Republican politics better than just about anyone. David Kochel, whose caucus experience goes back to 1980 when he was a teenager. Dave ran the caucuses for the state party in 1996 and has been a coveted operative in the state for aspiring Republican senators, governors, and presidents. I caught up with Dave at his place in downtown Des Moines yesterday for a two-hour conversation where we nerded out on everything you can imagine about the Iowa caucuses. A fuller version of that interview will appear over the weekend in the newsletter. First, everyone knows that the evangelical vote is important in Iowa and that it powered Rick Santorum, Mike Huckabee, and Ted Cruz to victory in the last three competitive GOP caucuses. Well, Dave says this year could be different. Here we go in 2024. You would look at it in, through a 2016 lens and think, well, that's DeSantis. You know, he's he passed the heartbeat bill. He knows how to talk about these issues. He picks good culture war fights for that base. And he was really effective in Florida doing that. So you see him come and you think, well, that's the Cruz coalition coming together again. He announces a bunch of faith leaders. And then here comes Vanderplatz. And he's the biggest name in evangelical politics in Iowa. So you think, well, okay, They've done that now. But right about the same time Vanderplatz comes on, Trump releases like 125 faith leader names. And that was the first indication I had, well, we're going to see something different this time. And here's what I think the division is. I think this is much like the Trump voter writ large across the electorate. I think he's got rural, exurban, non-college, working class, white evangelicals. And I think the more politically savvy, affluent college-educated evangelicals are probably going to be with DeSantis. As for Trump, Dave says that this is not 2016, when Trump had no real operation and he still came in second place. This time, Trump has a well-financed and well-organized network in the state. Here's one example of what it looks like this time around. They've got these, you know, white hats with gold leaf on them that says Trump caucus captain. They're very coveted right now. Their packet is really good. It's very detailed. It's got all the times and locations. It's got the stump speech that someone is supposed to give and probably tells you that you need to pick the person who's going to be able to deliver that the best. I mean, they're organized to a point where they're going to get, I think, the best participation out of their leadership that will help plow the ground here. And what about Governor Ron DeSantis's campaign? Dave had this to say. They've knocked on hundreds of thousands of doors. I think among their target audience, they did it well. They started early. Now, they have a little bit of a problem with you know starting when they did because when they started knocking on doors and kind of figuring out who people were for, DeSantis was in the 30s. Now he's in the low 20s. So they're going to be people they ID'd in April, May, June that might not be with DeSantis now. And that's every campaign's challenge because people move. And finally... Here's Dave's view on both the coalition that Nikki Haley is putting together and the status of her organization in the state. She's taken 
much different path, obviously. She started the campaign. She she had good fundraising. So she had a staffer on the ground, kind of only one through the early summer into the fall. She starts to get hot, has a good debate, raises some money. They add a couple of staff people. And so they're able to, they kind of grew with her poll numbers so that they could take incoming. So then she gets the AFP endorsement. That's where she played catch up, I think, on the organization. They know what they're doing. They've been in Iowa for a long time. So in 2016, and obviously things have changed since then, but 2016, Rubio won five counties. And that's where she'll do the best. I want to thank Dave Kochel for spending so much time with me this week in Iowa. Also this week, we sat down in Iowa with David Axelrod to talk about the Democrats. You can hear that conversation on Playbook Deep Dive out this morning. And for your schedule today, the House and the Senate are in, and President Biden will travel to Allentown, Pennsylvania, where he will spend the day visiting small businesses in the area. The music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Callan Tansel Suddath is our podcast producer. Annie Reese is managing producer. Mike DeBonis and Zach Stanton are our editors. I'm Ryan Lizza. Thanks for listening.